Good morning, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we love to give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is a friend of mine. Her name is Alexis Gladstone. Welcome. I'm so glad to finally have you here. This has been on the calendar forever. Thank you so much. I know it's so good to hear your voice today. Yeah, well, listen, I know a little bit about you. I want the world to know you as well or better than I. So why don't you share a bit about yourself? Absolutely. I'm so excited to be here. I am coming to you from Chicago, where we don't see the sun today, but that's okay. We saw it yesterday. I, um, for work-wise, what I do is I help individuals and organizations take their leaders from good to great. So that might be anything from designing and delivering leadership development strategies and programs to working with individuals and coaching. I have an absolute passion for helping women be successful. I think that comes from where I grew up in the corporate world and the types of meetings I would sit in being the only woman at the table and those types of things. So anything I can do to work with women or work with organizations that really want to try and help develop women leaders is something that I am absolutely thrilled to be doing. And most recently, I've started working with some of my clients, helping them navigate this whole COVID thing in terms of change. I mean, we're all living in this um, time of going through perpetual change and trying to figure out how to navigate and help people be successful, you know, changing quickly from working from home. And now we're coming up to reemergence in some parts of the country. So helping them help their teams navigate that so they can be the most effective they can be. So that's kind of what I do in a nutshell. That's awesome. And you know that I'm attracted to that kind of work. I love what you do. And I know that you're very, very good at it. Um, I wanted to ask you, tell me a little bit more about how you're helping people navigate this new, new normal. Well, you know, what part of my background is organizational change and organizational development. And I spent a lot of time in organizations working with teams, trying to help them do planned change, right? So this was all change that was thrust upon us. So people and leaders are kind of in the midst of figuring out themselves along with trying to help their teams. So really a lot of it has to do with really trying to understand where individuals are in terms of the change process. I mean, I talk about change as a journey that everybody goes through and there's different stops along the way of this journey. And some people spend more time than at one stop than another, but there's different reactions depending on where they are in understanding and accepting it. So helping leaders ask really good questions that really can get to the heart of what's going on, building the team to be cohesive in this dispersed way where we're working right now if they weren't used to doing that. All of those types of things are the things I'm coaching and working with the leaders and the teams on. Awesome. That is awesome. I could use a little bit of you in my life. Um, (laughs) We'll talk after this. How's that? Absolutely. Absolutely. You said a lot of things that I was like, you know, when, when my ship comes in, you know, and then I thought, you know, maybe she can help my ship come in. Ah, There we go. Yeah. That's the mind shift of a solopreneur. As you know, we have to think, you know, as if, you know, you have to create that reality of abundance and live in that place of abundance and gratitude and make things happen. 
and look for those look for those opportunities. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, you know, I never thought that I might need that or might be able to use that, but that might actually fit work or help. Yes, exactly, exactly. So let me ask you something. You've had a robust career, even though you're young, beautiful, fit and <laughs> young. I thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> you are. We were joking earlier, folks, about how this COVID nineteen stay at home. I'm like, well, I'm 86 now. I was 53 when this started, but it's just really um, such a drag to be stuck at home all day. But you know what? People like Alexis and I, we, we, we make the best of it. We definitely motivate and inspire others to do the best they can with the technology they have. And so this has been quite a learning experience. Let me ask you, in your great career, what has been your proudest professional accomplishments? You know, I saw you were going to ask me that, and I really had to kind of stop and think. And I came up with two, actually, because one of the things that I absolutely love is developing others, mentoring others, seeing others grow. I think one of the things that I'm most proud of is my last inside job where before I went out on my own and started consulting inside an organization, I had a small team. There were three directly to me, and then we had some expanded um expanded group that was further and, and they worked remote. But those three, I have followed their career since they have, you know, since I left and then they've gone on and done other things. And it has been so gratifying for me to know that I was part of what they were and to see how successful they are now in what they've aspired to do. One of them actually left the corporate world as in, in the restaurant business. And, but just knowing that I had some influence somewhere in there, even if it might've been so small and seeing those three so success, successful has just been, makes my heart, makes my heart glow. Oh, so, that's nice. So that's one of them. And I think the second one was almost just what we were talking about as solopreneurs, Susan. I'm really proud of the fact that I've been able to make this work. Yes, I, you have, and you should be proud. And, you know, I didn't go into it. I didn't know I was going to go into consulting. It wasn't planned. But the fact that I've been doing it for 16 years now, uh, I'm pretty darn proud of that. How's that? You're pretty darn good at it, um, <laughs> too. I see you all over social. We have a mutual friend, uh, Judy and Judy, and I see both of you all over social doing amazing things, giving great value. I know that you're hired um, and you deserve every penny you make. You're hired to do great things, but you also give, you give great value, both of you. Um, and I see that and I try to support that whenever I see you um, both on, on social media. Well, and that's the same with you. I mean, I try and do the same with you when I see you all uh, around there too, because you're out there a lot, which I think is fabulous. And you're always promoting others, which, you know, that makes my heart sing too. Aw, I love your heart songs. <laughs> I'm glad I can make your heart sing, but I've, it's a, it's, y'all are probably like, oh my God, mushy gushy. But yes, we do respect, admire, and have a lot of, um, I have a lot of gratitude for knowing you and Judy as well. So let's talk about this. Uh, you're amazing. You had a team of folks that you've now watched go on to do great things. Um, you are probably someone they would consider a mentor. Who do you consider your mentor? I um, have probably, this is also probably two. I mean, I think a lot of us, a lot of women, not everybody, but there are a lot of us who say our mother, and that's really true for me. Uh, my mother raised, I have two sisters, 
and my parents, they raised us to say, you know, you can do anything you want to do. You know, they believed in us. My mother was always my cheerleader watching my success. She was always there. I mean, she, she was a stay-at-home mom until I could drive because I was the youngest. But once I could drive, she went and did things. And was, but she was always involved in the community. So just watching her and then having her cheer me on, I think it was something that and probably took a long time for me to realize what influence that had on me. I was probably well into my 30s or so before I figured that out. So that's definitely one. And actually somebody you just mentioned, Judy. Oh, nice. She's going to love this. Yes, I know she will. So this um, Judy, who Susan just mentioned, she's somebody that I met through a client, I think seven or eight years ago, maybe. And make a long story short, after I, I always tease her that I stalked her on social media, as a matter of fact, um, and, you know, got to know her more. But I love she she is such an inspiration for me in her way that she presents herself and her giving nature yes. and her inspiration and always wanting to help and always be there. It's it's I think I embody a lot of that, but seeing somebody else do it and seeing things that I can even still learn from has just been absolutely amazing over these past years as I've gotten to know her. That is so awesome. You know, she's a really, um, the real deal. I, I felt very connected to her. I've podcasted her before and I think we all three are cut from the same or similar cloth. She is I, be, I agree. Yeah. She's going to be so touched by that tribute you just gave to her. Uh, so folks, we're talking about Judy Hoberman of Selling in a Skirt. She's fantastic. If you don't follow her on social, you're really missing out and should. So for the rest of this show, we're going to talk about you, Alexis Gladstone, <laughs> and the amazing things you do to support not just women in business, but you support, um, you know, business in general. Like it doesn't matter what gender, you're there to help leadership and so forth and so on. What along the way um, have you learned in the way of, like, it doesn't have to be something big. It doesn't have to be, you know, an initiative, but what along the way have you done or learned or teach other people to do to support women in business? I, um, I was so excited when I saw you were going to actually ask me about this because, because it's my thing. I really talk a lot about um, two things. I talk about confidence for women. I try and help them with confidence, but I also talk about women about mentoring. And, you know, we, you talked about who was my inspiration and who was my mentor. I totally believe that mentoring is the best way that you can give back. And I think, as I said, growing up in a male-dominated organizational cor corporate world and navigating that on my own, I love being a mentor and I love inspiring other women to be mentors because I think helping each other is the way that it's going to get us all ahead faster. I agree. I agree. So, you know, I, I'm glad that you said that, and that's not something you made up for this show. You have lived this for quite a while, which is part of how we connected, actually. Um, a lot of people don't have a mentor. They have never been a mentor. They don't know what the difference between mentorship and sponsorship is. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's great that you, that is, I, I would put that in my top three things to do too. It, it doesn't take a lot of money. It doesn't take a lot of time. It does take some skill and it does take some commitment, um, but it's not done enough. It needs to be done more. 
Well, and it was funny. Actually, just recently, I was reading a post somewhere, and there was a woman talking about not wanting to do that, not wanting to be a unpaid mentor and not wanting to share advice of all her knowledge that she had gained through her career. And while I appreciate that we should all we should all be charging for the work that we do, you know, for our clients and stuff, but when I was reading it in the spirit of what I believe in, it just I was actually cringing because it just went so against everything I've always thought and everything that I believe in. Yeah. So I agree. What was her like what did she explain why she has this feeling? I think part of it was she's a she's out in the public a lot speaking and there's a lot of people constantly reaching out to her for advice or wanting to grab coffee and you know the whole may I pick your brain may I have a few minutes of your time and it sounded like it had just it might have been overwhelming and she just and she absolutely said um, reading it, she said, you know, if it's, if it's something I could do quickly, if it's something, you know, if somebody asked me to do something gratis, you know, and it's something that I'm passionate about or an organization I love or a very dear friend or something, absolutely. But it was, I think it was more of the, there's so much coming at me. Where do I draw the line? So I, I'm, I'm struggling with whether I should even comment in response to that because um, you know, lady, you need to learn to manage your attention, not just your time. And of course, you're going to have your, you know, people who can help you most. Do you help them first? I don't abide by that thought. I am all about let's advise, refer, or hire someone we never have even met before. Uh, let's combat affinity bias and not just hang out with our chill group. Let's help people who um, maybe can't necessarily help us in return. So, I think that's all I'll say about that because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm right there with you. We're okay. Yep. We're okay. You, you and yeah. I are on the same page. Exactly. Today is not the day for me to cause trouble. So, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe tomorrow, I don't know. Um, let me ask you, it's not always been easy for any of us. Uh, so I like to ask women, what is your biggest challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? Because I do not want my audience to believe that, one, it's easy, or two, it's been perfect, or three, the title, the money, the job, the, the awards, it's not all, all about that, and it's not always that way. So if you wouldn't mind sharing, I would love to hear your challenge or setback and how you overcame it. Absolutely, and it goes back to what I said, that I didn't purposely go into consulting. Um, my job was eliminated, and I didn't see it coming, I, um, there were, in the organization I was working for, they were, we were doing a little bit of right sizing or whatever we were calling it back um, in 2000 and I forgot what year it was already, three, I think. But it really was, as I look back on it now and what I wouldn't, didn't share freely back then that I do say now is it was because I was a woman. And I'm I, with you. I hear you. Yeah. Go so, on. so, you know, so I, you know, job gone and not, didn't plan, you know, wasn't planning for anything. So it was, so I was kind of like, okay, you know, what do I do? And it was funny. I would get calls from um, the men from the leadership team saying, how are you? What's going on? What are you doing? And I would jokingly say to them, oh, I'm sitting here watching soap operas and eating bonbons. You know, what do you think I'm doing? I'm job hunting. Thank you very much. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know if everyone has that story. I have that story. And you can look 
in my on my LinkedIn. You can look on my CV. You can see where I've been. But um, I've had that happen before, and it is the gender thing. So um, absolutely. And I think women have had it happen to them and not realize that's what happened. So secrets out, ladies. You need to look at your history and find out if you were ever. And I'm going to say the word a victim of gender bias. I know I was. And it's prompted me to do what I do today. So everything's meant to be, right? Exactly. Because I actually knew that that's what it was at the time, but I didn't feel comfortable talking about it that way. So, yeah, I, so, it took, so it took me a while to talk about it. But what it allowed me to do after doing some interviewing and, and I fell into con the consulting and you know, I would have probably never gone on this path if that hadn't happened. So to some exactly. extent, so what the way I look at it now is it was a gift. And that's, that's a healthy, a very, very, and not just a healthy, a very, very healthy way to look at things. And I think that anyone who listens to my show regularly probably has heard me say 90% of the time we win or learn, never lose. So I'm glad you took what happened to you and turned it into your highest and best self and most remarkable business. and. Ha ha, you know. <laughs> exactly, ha ha. Of course, when you're going through it, and I know there's a lot of people, unfortunately, going through it right now. It's it's hard to see that, but well, I, you my, need you need to to grieve the loss of what you absolutely want with your life. Yeah, yeah. So um, there are people going through that right now. When I sent out my last eblast campaign, I got 19 bounce backs that were women who had not, and, and I have a lot, of course I have a lot of women in my database, probably more than men, but of the 19 bounce backs that I got, um, 18 of them were to say she has been furloughed because of COVID-19. Not one was a man. So there's my own non-scientific, not reliable, not valid study, but still <laughs> it's not good news. It's not good news. And I have my own theory that I teach and talk about as to why women are not making it up the ladder into management and higher into C-suites, but that's for another day. Well, let me ask you, um, I guess that there are people who know you well, um, and then there are people who know you. What is something about you that the people who know you may not know, a surprising fact about you? Actually, I still, when I mention this, people that know me, if I, they're like, really? And I, I'm, I'll be like, I swear I've told you that before. I was a ballet dancer for 18 years growing up. Wow. So I love that. I was never, I mean, I, I was, I was decent. I was never good enough to really, really do anything with it. I was part of a small little local dance troupe. This was, I grew up in Michigan and I loved it. And what I think it really gave me was it, it um, gave me discipline because of all the practice you, that you have to do. And it also, I, I just recently thought about this because you see it all the time, you know, people, especially people with kids, you know, there's no such word as can't. I remember my choreographer, that was her thing when we were trying something new and, you know, we, we, somebody would say, I can't do that, or I can't, can't lift my leg that high, or I can't jump that far or that high or whatever. And she would be like, there's no such word as can't. So I think what I didn't, again, something else you don't realize until 2020 hindsight, even if it's 20 years later, is the discipline and the perseverance it gave me. Yes. In doing that for 18 years. 
So I was a jazz dancer for seven, not nearly the discipline. And uh, we all know the stories of ballerinas and what a hard, hard discipline in life that is. Um, so I believe you when you say your instructor said, there's no such thing as I can't. There are really great lessons to come from, you know, sports and, and you know, ballet and, you know, things that, that we learn how to control our minds by controlling mm -hmm. our bodies, you know? So I, I love that story. No, I didn't know that. I mean, but I'm one, of, I'm a person in your circle that knows you, but not really, really very well knows you. So that's why I asked the question that way. Um, because probably your, your best friend knows that, you know, so right. thank you for sharing a little bit of you with us. Um, I have a new thing that I do on the show now. It's called my magic box of meaningful questions. Ooh. Yeah. So a little hocus pocus going on on this end. I am going to pull a box from my car. I mean, a card from my box and it's uh -oh. a wild card question. Are you okay with my doing that? Sure. Let's live dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm pulling from the box now. All right. The question is, do you, what is the good and bad of social media? Ooh, that is a great question. The good about social media is the connections you can make. Um, I'm connected with people virtually like you. Yeah. That still have built relationship with, you know, possibly, hopefully maybe in the future doing business with. So I think that is amazing. And I think if you use it well, I think that it's the sky's the limit in using it. The bad of social media, I think is the addiction to it. Here, I think, here. Spoken yeah. like a, a true addicted person who does. Not, <laughs> I don't, Look, I don't live in denial. I live on Facebook, right? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Um, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, yeah, I was just talking to somebody. We were talking about LinkedIn posts and views and things like that. And, you know, somebody was saying, well, how many views did that get? How many views? And I was like, you know, it's, it's, there's algorithms, you know, who knows why that one got views and this one didn't, you know, that post and this post. But, you know, we have to stop being addicted to that and yes. checking for those things. Who cares? So in real life, we say other people's opinions of me is none of my business. I'm going to be my highest and best self and move on with my life. But in social media life, we do. We check the how many likes, the how many shares, the who was it, what's the analytics behind the LinkedIn post, what about the, you know, who responded on Twitter? Oh, I saw that you saw my post, but you didn't say anything. Why? I mean, yeah, you got to let that go. You get sucked right in. It's like quicksand. Social media totally. is like quicksand. Um, well, what a great answer. Um, I have to say some people aren't very comfortable with my new policy of the wild card question, but I think it's important that we um, are not always prepared and that we know ourselves and that we're authentic in our answers. So that's why I do it. I love it. And thank you for letting me uh, play. <laughs> oh, absolutely. How fun. Awesome. And if I didn't have the answer, I would have said, don't know. Exactly. <laughs> So this is a small social science experiment that I do, and you just hit the nail on the head. It's how courageous are these women that I have on my show to say, I don't know. And that, you just, wow, right out of the park. Ding, ding, ding. You've, Alexis for the win. <laughs> 
wow, I'm, I'm going to go get my gold star out for later. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, well, let me ask you one last question because I'm sure anyone listening is just totally motivated, inspired by all the things you said. And, and they, when they check you out, they're going to be motivated and inspired by all the things you do. So how can they reach you? Well, we were just talking about social media. I am on LinkedIn, Alexis Gladstone, and that's where I spend most of my business social media time. I do also have a Twitter page and I've started Instagram, which is Intelead Inc. And my website is intelead.com. That's I-N-T-E-L-E-A-D.com. Awesome. It's good having you here, friend. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. This was, I knew it was going to be a fun conversation and I wasn't wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What's that? Mr. Own It. Yeah, there you go. You were not wrong. I knew it would be great too. And, and look, you're awesome. Come back anytime. And I do think we should talk offline about some ideas um, for my future, much more successful self. You know, even though my business is two years old and it's doing well for a two-year-old business, I would like to see it do extremely well. So I think you might be a part of that. So we'll talk. You, you let me know when. All righty, lady. Have a good day. Bye, Thanks. everybody. Bye.